Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. And this is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. It's Friday this time. So on the day of recording. So I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready. Like the weekend's here. So glad. (laughs) I have had quite the week, I tell you. I got back from New Orleans. I had a concert. My mom was here. I'm very ready to relax, except I can't because we have sports all weekend. So Ugh. I have one for an hour and a half, which isn't bad, but I've been a single parent since Tuesday for two of them. Right. So I'm just like, not that the weekend's going to bring anything different <laughs> the rest of the week did, but it ends the craziness of the sports. Like I don't have like back to back over the weekend. That's true. Yes. TGIF. Hope everyone had a great weekend as you're listening to us now. What's the news? It's our two-year anniversary. Right? On Wednesday. Holy moly. Doesn't seem like that long ago, except for then the other day we were talking about an old platform we used to use to record. And I was like, that seems like a long time ago that we used that. Right. (laughs) And how we used to record straight on anchor like with microphones plugged into our phone and it sounded like we were just on a phone call <laughs> together which we basically were <laughs> yes so good we've come so far i still like going back and listening to that we somehow sound younger <laughs> i'll have to go back and listen people are still listening to michelle young which is our very first episode very first so. one, yeah so we have over 100 episodes if you're new to us welcome We're two years old now, and we're having a live Zoom event on Wednesday to celebrate. So if you guys want to come and join us, you can come find us on social media, and you can find a link. It's $5 unless you are a Patreon member, and you will get in for free. Come hang out Wednesday, 9 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time. Celebrate two years. We want to meet you. See your faces. Yeah, it's kind of a, a, meet, meet, uh, a meet and greet virtually. <laughs> That's what it is. Virtual meet and greets since we're in two different places anyway. I know. And we have closet sisters all over the country. We have some in other countries. And man, that'd be cool if they could jump on. I know. I'm trying to think like what time it would be various times. I wonder if that's a good time for people in other countries. I love an accent. I'd love to have somebody from somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Even a Southern accent, I think, anyway. is so cute. Oh, my gosh. When I was in New Orleans, there were these gentlemen there um, that worked with my husband that are from the UK. And I spent so much time talking to them. And I'm like, oh I should have been British. 100%. Well, you should have been. I totally sure. should have been. Everything about them, like they talk about the things they like to do over there and like their music and the food they like to eat. And I'm like, you are my people. <laughs> 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 Loved it. That's cool. They were so fun. Cool. Okay. That's all. That's all my news. That's all the news for now. Um, also, one last thing. At the end of this episode, keep listening beyond the tagline because there is an update to the case that you're about to hear. So keep listening for the update. Don't don't shut us off. Keep going. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm gonna listen. You're gonna listen? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you ready to hear the the story first? Super ready. Before you hear the update. Okay, here we go. Okay, here, here we, we go. go. We got another suggestion. Oh, shocking. Okay. 
And it's from Karen. Another Karen suggestion. Hey, Karen. Karen comes in with good ones. Yeah, I was going to say, same Karen that I feel like all of, have we ever had a a different Karen? I don't know. She's definitely OG Karen. So she is OG Karen, for sure. So thank you, Karen, for the suggestion. Um, it, it's probably going to be somewhat of a short one because there's not a whole lot out there on this one. Um, but, um, but it was still worth okay. telling because there's a, some that you can't find a lot and you're like, there's literally nothing like what else am I supposed to say mm-hmm. about this? And you just can't like make a whole episode out of it. I think this one's worth it. So, cool. okay. <clears throat> so we have, this is, uh, the story of Anita Knutson. Uh-huh. Okay. Her name. Nope. Have you heard her name besides three seconds ago when I told it to you before we started recording? No, no. I love the name Anita, though. Yeah, it's to me, it always seems like, you know, it's one of those names that I think of like an older Mm -hmm. person. Yes. When I hear it. But clearly, like, you had to be young at some point. So (laughs) Yes. But it it is. It's a pretty name, Anita. It's a pretty name. Um, So Gordon and Sharon Knutson lived in Anaheim, California. They had a few biological children of their own. However, I am not sure of their ages or how many of them. I know for sure that there's two, but there could be more. Okay. There's not a whole lot out there because they the articles I read kind of didn't focus on that. It just focused on the players in this case. Okay. So on September 22nd, which is also my middle guy. Yes. Um, but not in 1988. September 22nd, 1988, Anita was born. And five months later, the Knutsons adopted her. I do not know what ethnicity she okay. is. But she is not white. Okay. I will say that. She's not black. She's listed on um, Justice for Native Americans sites so i don't know if that's part of i don't i don't know i, don't, I could not find that information but she's not like to look we'll a picture up yes you should she's beautiful beautiful within the next three years sharon and gordon would go on to adopt two more children daniel daniel and anna i do not believe they are biological system sisters or siblings but i truly don't know that either see i'm saying okay i don't i couldn't find the stuff so they lived in Anaheim for a while, where Anita attended Glen Knoll Elementary, Bernardo Yorbo, Yorbo Middle School, and Velva High School through her freshman year. In her obituary, it stated, so spoiler, she dies, um, that she wrote, a, a wrote and published a book. In Whoa! Grade. I have tried and tried and tried and tried to figure this book out just because I am curious what it is, what it's about. Cannot find it. So if anybody has ever finds it and knows what the heck it is, I would be interested in taking okay. a look at it. So pretty cool. After her freshman year, it is very cool. After her freshman year in June two thousand two, the family moved to Butte, North Dakota. Okay. Oh, a huge North difference Dakota. Between California We've been to and North, North Dakota? Dakota. Yes. I don't think so. I don't think so. Butte is pretty much in the center of the state, like maybe a little further north than the exact center, but it's like smack dab, like right there. Um, And it's about an hour and 20 minutes north of Bismarck, if you know where that is, which is also in the center. She then attended Esperanza High School. She played soccer. She played the violin and the piano. Very multi-talented person. And a published author. She participated in... And she... Yes, and a published author. And she is very beautiful, by the way. I looked her up. So, so pretty. She participated in several other extracurricular activities. There were so many that I just couldn't list them all, but I listed the the main points. And um, she graduated with honors in 2006. 
very cool. She's Smarty got too. her stuff together. Mm-hmm. She does. Most people would describe her as vibrant and full of life. Again, I was had it in my notes here, but we've already mentioned super pretty. So when you do see pictures of her, you will all know. She had lots of friends, and from what people say, she was she would befriend the people who needed a friend the most and would stick up for the underdog. So she wasn't just like, I'm super popular, and I'm only going to hang out with the popular people. She actually wanted to be friends with people that weren't popular, from what I can tell. So there were a few examples of this, one being that there was a girl in high school who was sent home one day because she got in trouble for violating the dress mm-hmm. code, and Anita was like, yeah, I don't think that was a violation of the dress code. So she, like, took the, like, you know, um, what do they call the, the the code of conducts or whatever for school at home and went through it and read it and was like, uh-huh, went into the principal's office the next day and was like, uh, you owe her an <gasps> Anita! And he's like, Anita. yeah. And he's like, uh, what? And she's like, well, you have written rules about the dress code. And he's like, yeah, I know I wrote them. And she's like, well, then you know you owe her an apology. Okay, girl. <laughs> so, yeah. So she would go by the office almost every day when she com- came into school and like, did you give her an apology yet? Did you give her an oh apology gosh. yet? Until one day he actually did because she was right. It didn't violate. And, you know, for whatever reason, she was like singled out and he was like, fine, I will give her. Oh, man. She would be a very good advocate for like social justice. Like, you know what I mean? She's. Like I yeah. want her to be in my corner. I know she's yeah. another one that, that we need to we need to be friends with, wasn't it? It was Carol and somebody else yes, that we mentioned to be a be a Carol, like be an Anita. Anita. Mm-hmm. Another example was her prom date, Tyler. He wasn't the most popular person, and some would even describe him as being a bit different. And I've seen an interview with him, and I would agree he's. A bit, I'm not making fun of him in any way, So, I, but he's slightly awkward. He's socially awkward. And so just not who you would have seen her probably going to the prom with. But because he asked her to the prom, she was like, sure, why not? I'm going to the prom anyway. Like, I don't care who I go with and I don't care what people think or who I'm going with. So I'm just, yep, let's just go. Let's go have fun. So her sister said she was basically the kind of person that most people would just want to be like. Yeah. Like they would same. be me like, too. I just, I want to be like too. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same. So Anita went on to Minot State University in the fall of 2006, and she was majoring in elementary education. Love that. <laughs> she was apparently born to be a teacher, so some would say. <clears throat> this was in the city of Minot, and that's about an hour away from Butte. The Knutson, <laughs> the Knutson mm-hmm, family. Mm-hmm. See, I have a hard time that that K is not silent. The Knutson family is pretty tight knit family, and her moving away did not change that. She would talk to her mom almost every day, almost out of habit. Like, got to talk to her, and it was kind of like I was like that. I was when I went too. To college, I still am sure, like that. The first. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I almost text my mom. I feel like every day, like we're in c- contact. I might not call. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for sure in college, it was like every single mm-hmm. day. So I think if something happened to me in college, my mom would be like, uh, she didn't answer her phone or call me back. So I'm going to go check on her. 100%. Like, I'm gonna check on her. like she, would, she would know. Yeah. So <clears throat> she was putting herself through college as well, from what I was reading. She worked as a housekeeper at a local Fairfield Inn and also at a store in the, in the mall called Vanity. I don't know that I know that store. Yeah, I don't know. Like, is it a clothing store, maybe? I don't know. 
You know, I didn't mm-hmm. look it up, but I'm assuming. Yeah. I, I didn't look it up, though. I don't know how she had time for school, two jobs, and to maintain a social life because apparently she had one a great social life as well. So many friends, loved to like go out dancing on the weekends, whatnot. <clears throat> because she's amazing. And, yeah, because she's amazing and she's got her mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I beeped, yep. beeped myself. <laughs> Self-censor. Um, she also lived in a camp... Yeah, self-censoring. She also lived in an apartment off campus. So not only, like, she's got to also maintain that, you know, like, I, I lived in an apartment, like, my senior year. Or no, my super senior year. Because <laughs> they kicked you out of the dorm. Because they were like, you're here too long, girl. <laughs> Listen, Van Wilder, you got to go. No, actually, maybe it, it was my senior year. And my super senior year, I went back because I was like, I have no friends to live with. Oh. I'm really when they're supposed to. <laughs> Anyway, her siblings went to high school about 30 minutes away. So it's an hour from her house, and it seems that her siblings were, like, half halfway in between where they went to high school. So the only, like, because it seems weird to me that they would be going to school 30 minutes away, but I'm assuming that it's just, like, a small rural yeah. area, and it's just, like, there's, like, this yep. one high school that everyone has to go to, and some people it's 30 minutes away for. <clears throat> so... They remember, like, just being able to go and see her as often as they could, because sometimes they just, like, after school, they'd just continue driving and go see her after school, you know, anyway, because she was only 30 more minutes. In June of 2007, she had just finished her freshman year and was about to start her summer. Her brother had a baseball tournament in Bismarck that weekend, and her mom, I believe, had talked to her Friday and then tried to call her on Saturday, June mm-hmm. 3rd, just to say hello, see what she was doing. But she didn't mm-hmm. answer, which, I mean, that's not uncommon for her not to answer because she might right. be working. <clears throat> but she also didn't call mm-hmm. her back, which yeah. was. No, oh, no. So she then called on Sunday. Same thing happened. Didn't answer and didn't call her back. So now we're like super strange. She then called back again on Monday, June 5th, and when she didn't get an answer and then didn't call back, she said, dude, Gordon, you got mm-hmm. to go. Like, you, you need to go take a ride over there and check on her. Something's going on. So he does. And after oh, no. this break, we'll find out what he discovers. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay. So, Gordon takes this hour drive to Minot to Anita's apartment. When he arrives, he sees her car is parked on the road near the apartment complex. So, this is, I had to look this up because it was kind of hard to tell. I, I watched a, <clears throat> a video about it and it just showed like the front of her apartment. So, I really couldn't tell how the layout was. So, I had to like Google and search this. But basically, these were like rows of buildings, of one story of buildings. So maybe like three or four that were on this like plot of land. And there would be, I feel like for sure, two apartments in each one of those buildings, but it could have been longer where maybe there was more than okay, or more than two, like maybe three or four that were just these long buildings, just to kind of give you somewhat of an idea. So it was like on this plot of land. So your parking was really on the street. There was no like parking lot that I could see. So, but he could see his her car parked somewhere close to the building. 
<clears throat> so he knocks on the door but gets no answer. He gets in touch with the manager of the apartment and asks to be let in. And at first they're like, no, we can't let you in because we don't want to get in trouble. Like you're, you know, the owner, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, I feel like you might be in more trouble if you don't let me mm-hmm. in. Like, I really think something's going on. You yeah, need to let me in. Yeah, we can't find her. So the, right, exactly. So a maintenance worker who is also the manager's boyfriend, just a random thing, doesn't really have anything to do with the, the case, but he comes to help him out. He notices as they're walking to the building that the screen from Anita's bedroom is in the yard and the screen's like... Oh, no. Yeah. So they, at that point, he can kind of see in the window somewhat. It's, you know, not a full view that he can see, but he sees someone lying in the bed. He was like, get me in there now. So they immediately get into the apartment and he finds Anita face down on her bed, covered in blood. Blood was all over the bed, all over the floor. Just an awful sight for a father, anybody to walk yeah. into, but for sure, your your father. Her body and her head were covered with a robe, though. So she was, like, a robe was placed over her. When Gordon touches her, she's cold, so he, he knows that she's gone. There's, you know, no calling an ambulance and having them resuscitate her. When police arrive, they can see that she's been stabbed in the chest multiple times, and they find a small, cheap pocket knife at the scene. There's varying... Opinions on where it was found. One said it was found at the foot of the bed, and another says it was behind the sink in the bathroom. Okay. I don't know. For some reason, I tend to think it's the foot of the bed based on who I heard that from. Okay. But either way, we don't know. Either way, it was at the scene. So they secure the scene and the evidence. They take this knife. They find DNA and fingerprints on the knife. The body being covered by a robe, they felt told them that it was someone likely that knew her her Mm -hmm. because... Yeah, it was, you know, they took care to cover her her up. Also being stabbed in the chest, like, yikes. I mean, that's... uh. Right, and clearly that would mean that they turned her over if she was face down on the bed. So they stab her in the chest, turn her over, and then cover her with a robe. Very, to me, it's just a strange Mm -hmm. situation, but... They discover nothing is missing at the house. Like her car's still there, the keys are there, her purse is there, jewelry, electronics. There's like nothing, nothing really else even off that they can see like in the apartment. One odd thing that I'm going to mention is that the police believe that the sliced screen was placed there purposefully after the fact by the killer to throw them off. I have no idea (laughs) why they think this, except that... At one point, it's mentioned in one place that there's a little blood on the s- where it's uh-huh. slit. So they think oh, it was done after. With the same but then knife. there's other places, yeah, that don't mention that. And so, again, I don't know that that's the case or not. But for whatever reason, they believe that. So maybe there really was blood on, on it. If you come in the window, it's more of a break in versus if you were let right. in, then they would be like, well, she knew him. She knew the person. So maybe that's right. why they were trying to throw people off is to make it look like someone broke in through that window. Yes. Okay. Versus being yes. let in. That, yeah. That is the belief. Because like you said, her front door is locked. So which would indicate that they either got in a different way like the window or she let this person in. And locked the door behind him. And and locked the door behind him, or they left and locked mm-hmm. the door when they left, you know, and then did the screen. So, anyway, it it was it's a strange situation, but they believe police believe that that was placed after the fact to throw okay. them off. And all the other windows, 
So it's strange to me also only because the door was locked and all the other windows in the house are like too high for somebody to like get into. So it was either that window or they were letting that door. Got it. But I mean, those are the only two scenarios as far as I'm concerned. It's just confusing to me. An autopsy would later reveal that she had been stabbed twice in the chest and there was no evidence of sexual assault. So basically this person just came in to murder her and leave. And that was it. Like they didn't steal anything. They didn't sexually assault her, killed her and left. And that was it. Hmm. And no one has any idea why or who would want to do this to so this beautiful, kind, like has no enemies person. So they did conclude that she had been dead for at least a day before she was found. So they assumed that she was killed early Sunday morning. They say around 7 a.m. Although I can't... Ha- find any evidence of anyone having contact with her on Saturday either. Right. So, I mean, in my opinion, it could be either day because she was supposed to go to work that day on Saturday at the hotel and she didn't show up at all. So that's weird. So to me, she could have been killed Saturday or, I mean, I guess she possibly could have been held hostage for the Mm day. But my thinking on that is that if she was held hostage in her place, I feel like there would be more evidence like, because she probably would have fought at some mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. to get away. Especially if and there would have she been was being things. held hostage with only a pocket knife. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know. So my opinion is, is she was either just killed Saturday or Sunday. I don't know about the hostage thing because I feel like you just there would have been more things strewn about in the apartment if that was the case. But much of my opinion. So they question everyone they can think of, friends, coworkers, neighbors. No one can fathom why anyone would want to do this to her. Everyone loves her. One of the neighbors questioned was Tyler. Remember Tyler? Tyler that went to prom. He was prom date. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same guy. Apparently, he had a little crush on her, and he actually moved into the same apartment complex as her. Uh-huh. When she uh-huh. moved. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which seems a little strange, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Because he yeah. followed yeah. her yeah. essentially yeah. an hour. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I don't, and I have no. There's no indication that he was like going to school at Minot State too. Mm. Like to me, it was like she, he just moved into that same. Okay, office. Tyler. I see you. Mm-hmm. Also, pretty much immediately after her death, creates this Facebook page in her honor and creates a 20 minute tribute video, which some people thought to be strange, but I did say he did seem a little strange and awkward in general. So maybe not so strange for him, but. I don't know. Nobody really felt like they were such good friends that he should have been the one to like do all that anyways, but kind of thing. He's also right there at like the police tape. Like they don't have to like look far for him. He's like right at the police tape when all of this is going down. So they question him. They bring him in. They talk with him. He's devastated. He describes her as the best friend that he, like his best friend, most amazing person in the world. And when they ask like, when's the last time you spoke to her, he tells them, I can tell you exactly, because he has, like, call logs, and he can, like, basically go back and say, and I, and it, honestly, it doesn't say, but I'm assuming it was Friday was the last time that um, he spoke to her. They question him several times and bring him in for DNA and prints, because, of course, at first they're thinking, well, he's uh-huh. obsessed with her, Me too. and she's not reciprocating, so maybe he just went into a rage and was like, done, like, I, if I can't have you, no one's going to have you. Mm. However, excuse me, they say that none of it matches any of the DNA that they had found at hmm. the scene. So they're like, well, I guess it's not his. 
So quickly after the reports of Anita's murder is on the news, someone calls in with a tip saying they saw someone running near the scene around this time that they're saying that she was likely Mm -hmm. murdered, which was Sunday morning. They give a description and a sketch artist draws it up. It's immediately released to the public. And very quickly, the man who is being described in this picture and is plastered all over everything, like, comes forward. And he's like, that's me. Like, I I mean, there's no doubt about it. That looks exactly like me. And I was running in that neighborhood. But apparently he was just, that's what he did. His normal route, his normal time. He was literally working out. And that's. Right. Yes. Yeah. He wasn't running from the scene and they end up clearing him okay. as well because that's just, that was, yeah. They question the maintenance workers who have mm-hmm. the keys clearly to the apartments and clear them as well. Although the one that helped her dad get in ends up committing suicide about a year after. And so people kind of thought that was like strange. Like, was, did he feel guilty? But police say that they spoke to him extensively and they literally have no, they're confident that he didn't have anything to do with this crime. But He did end up committing suicide. Then there's these workers that were nearby, like working on the roof of another house or building that was close by. So they questioned them and cleared them as well. Sharon gives police information at this point about Anita's roommate, which I have not even mentioned. I was just going to say what? Because it was kind of, yeah. Well, again, in everything, it was like this afterthought. (laughs) Oh, she's got a roommate. Because I want to say that she wasn't even questioned until the day of the funeral. And so, like, I don't know. I don't know how it's not known that she was there. But anyway, she's never been named public. So I have no idea who she is. Apparently, they do not get along. And it's, like, the only person in the world that she doesn't get along with. And, like, this roommate, because... Nita did not like her, I think, because she would bring men home all the time. She just constantly had, like, different people coming Mm -hmm. through. And there would be even times that she would leave. Like, Anita would be home alone with these men or asleep. And, like, the roommate would go somewhere and these random men would just be left in the apartment. So, I don't – she didn't really appreciate that Uh very much. uh Probably not the safest thing. So – Anyway, and I guess at one point – so they would fight a lot about that kind of stuff and just stuff about the apartment in general. And at one time, they were arguing – it was pretty recently, and Anita was leaving the apartment because they were in an argument, and the roommate, like, slammed her foot in the door when she left. So, like, things even got physical. But there was never any, like, charges brought or, like, ever complaints. How was she there for days (laughs) and the roommate not – no. Okay. So – that that's brought up later. She was at her parents' house, like I don't know, like across town or whatever. She spent the weekend with her okay. parents. That so weekend. she wasn't. Home. So she wasn't there. No. Now it is kind of like people question the fact that her parents are the one giving her this alibi, you know. So it could be, you know, that they're just trying to protect her. But I don't know. I don't know. But. It is mentioned that Anita said, Anita told her mom that the roommate also texted her mean things and threats all the time, but there's no like evidence of it. You know, like Anita never showed her mom these texts. It's never mentioned that they're like recovered from her phone or anything. And so I don't know. When I tell you this was like the hardest case to like look because there's, there's all this like blank stuff like, oh, this happened. But we don't have anything to show you as evidence that she doesn't seem like she would lie. (laughs) No, she doesn't. I don't think she would lie. But 
we don't know what kinds of things she was saying. Right. Cause that was like, in one of the interviews, it was like, what kinds of things did she threaten? And, and her mom was like, I don't know. She never told me specifics and I didn't see them. So I don't know. Like, it wasn't like, I'm going to kill you. I, she doesn't know. Doesn't know if that's mm. what she said. Mm. So again, just another weird thing, but the roommate gets cleared because she's across town apparently all weekend at her parents. The Knutson family is just shook by this murder I mean, I think the community in itself, because these things don't happen in these tiny little towns a lot of the times. And not surprising, considering how close they were, that they were going to, they'd be this upset. I mean, even if you're not close, you're going to be upset that your, you know, daughter's murdered. But her brother Daniel took it the worst. And he was just not the same after her murder. They said he used to be so super social. Like, I think he was like homecoming king, like kind of like her, like everyone loved him and he was just super great. And but after that, like withdrew from everyone. Um, it's even believed that he may have even gotten up, mixed up in drugs for a bit after her murder. But the worst of it came in April of 2013 when D- Daniel decided to take his own life. Oh, no, because yes, so he just couldn't take it anymore, and the grief overcame him. And their youngest sister Anna says that she blames whoever killed Anita killed her brother. Uh, yeah, her eyes. Oh, my gosh. Very sad. Poor family. So this family has, yeah, seen a lot of grief. um, And they've also been less than satisfied with how the police have handled the case. They weren't convinced that they did everything that they could to find Anita's murder. Police insist they do. Um, One reporter had a source that says who apparently worked the case, the investigation initially, that they told. So I don't know if it's another police officer or someone that was close to the case told this reporter that the police never actually compared any DNA samples to the ones that they got at the scene. The police say they did. But this person said at the time, whether they have now, but at the time they said they did, and that, but it hadn't actually happened, which is kind of strange that they would uh, do yeah, it. But that makes no sense. I, you got DNA. That's like again, I don't, the best evidence you can have. Right. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know which, which is the case. I will say, um, I, the video I watched was, I think it was like True Crime Daily. And they had tried to get an interview with the Minot police multiple, multiple times. And they kept saying, no, they didn't want to. And then it finally, at the end, they did give an interview. And I think it was because like, they were like, well, we heard this. We heard that you didn't do this. And so they probably wanted to clear the record or whatever. So in this interview, um, they the police did admit that they have never completely cleared anyone in the case Hmm. because they didn't have, they said that they just didn't have enough evidence to say it's one particular person, but they also didn't have enough to say you for sure didn't do this. So I think everybody is still on the list. I think Tyler roommate. Oh, they even said the guys that were working on the roof, this guy, like, basically, nonchalantly, the police officer was like, so I'm pretty sure that we interviewed all of the men working on the, ro- the roof, but could one or more of them gotten past us? Sure. I'm sure that it probably did. What? Uh, uh sir. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> no. They either all got interviewed or they all didn't. And that's not okay if they all didn't get interviewed. Like, what if it was one of the people on the roof that was across the way? I, anyway, it's it's the most confusing uh, weird cases anyway it's still unsolved 15 years later now the family has no answers 
They're not conv- convinced police have done all they can. With the last little tidbits that I gave you, I don't, I'm inclined to say the same thing. I don't think they did everything that they no. could have to find this killer. And in many articles, it states the police are just needing someone to come forward with more information or tips because they believe it can be solved if someone just comes forward. Well, duh. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> that was probably the case. It, if anyone has information, so if you got anything about Anita Knudsen, please call the Minot Police at 701-852-0111. And I'll add that to the show notes as well. So I'm sorry that this is such a like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, but I don't know. And also, we'll, little side note, North Dakota, the state of North Dakota has 14 cold cases. Only 14 in the wow. state. And she's one of them. It said 15 in all the articles, but when I went on their, the website, there's only 14, so they must have solved one in between some of these articles coming out. That's and, bananas. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't even know what to say about this case. Karen, <laughs> where did Karen know. find yeah. this case? No idea. Wow. I don't know. I feel like I did go and um, on, went to look at the note that she sent, and it, I don't think she said where she found wow. it. So I well I'll have to ask her maybe. That's that's crazy. That, that is anyway. a really sad it, case. That poor sweet girl. Yes. I know. Like and her family. Another another soul that would have probably gone and done great. She probably would have been like the most amazing teacher if that's what she stuck with in life ever. <laughs> and gone on to do great things. But gosh, such a such a sad case and just to not have any like true solid (laughs) like i don't know anything any nothing is corroborated Mm -hmm. in anywhere yeah you know it's like oh they said this but we don't know if that happened my gosh they're saying this oh but we don't know why we've got this evidence but we we don't really know it's evidence (laughs) right agree yeah exactly so well apparently there are a lot of murders in north dakota but also don't get murdered in North Dakota because I don't know. I don't know that we'll ever find out what happened. (laughs) Right. Well, I know. I know. I don't know. I mean, clearly they have the person's DNA on that knife. And so it's like a matter of like, you know, so I guess it's not in CODIS. Could it have been? Yeah. No. Now I believe, no, it's probably not. Um, I believe there was a one, because I'm sure there's been so many theories that I, I'm, you know, it's silly just to mention them all, but that there was some serial killer person that would literally go and just stab the person and not do anything. But I think, and I don't remember the name of the person, but I, they say that they can't find any evidence that he was in North Dakota at the time. Like he wasn't arrested. He wasn't in custody, but they can't find evidence that he was in that area right. at the time. But that would have been like the only thing that made sense. To me. Or if it was one of those random guys that the girlfriend brought home, whoever it was, had to have known the roommate wasn't there. Yes. But again, you would think that would be like, oh, he's going to go and sexually assault her and then kill her. That's true. Not just like, not just murder. steal her money. That makes me think it's Tyler because he had like a personal, he's like honest, or the roommate. They're the only ones that have like the personal... Uh um, motive or any motive yeah. <laughs> yeah i yeah i agree i agree yeah 
So Karen said that um, she doesn't remember this one, but maybe awareness today might help solve. Yeah. This oh man. So I don't. It doesn't say where she found it, but she just wanted it to be well there. So, and that's kind of how I felt when I said there's not a whole lot out there, and there's not like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I feel like we needed to just put it out there. Yeah. People need to talk about it. So, so let's yeah. talk about it. Good case. Sad. So sad. Yeah. Poor family. Oh my gosh. We hope you find answers yeah, for sure. Yes, yes, please, somebody, yep. somebody. So Come let's over. spread this case. Let's, um, we'll put some pictures and stuff on social media and you guys share them and you never know. Always right. unsettling yeah, exactly. the unsolved ones. We say it every time. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Christy, for telling the story of Anita. Thank you, Karen, for suggesting it. Thank you guys for listening and for caring as much as we do. And come find us on all the things. Come be a patron, be a closet sister, and get some extra content. And always remember, the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closet. Hey, Beth! Guess what? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, <laughs> yes, what? <laughs> we got a case update. <laughs> uh, that's exciting. Yeah, Good, because so this case everyone- is annoying. Well, it is annoying because, I mean, clearly we all had like, I don't know. I had, I had theories on multiple people, all the normal people, the, the awkward guy okay. that she went to prom with that followed her, her weirdo roommate that they apparently didn't get along. And, you know, anyway, so guess what? what? On Wednesday, I think it was March 16th. I'll have to look at the date again. Um, her roommate was finally named, first of all, because remember in the story, she was never named anywhere. Couldn't find her name. Her name is Nicole. Uh, was arrested for her murder, for Anita's murder. Yes. You know Nicole's and last name? It is currently Rice. Okay. I don't know because she is married with kid with a kid. Oh. Um, I think a teen, I think was older. Um and she was working on a military base. They won't say what she was doing. She was a civilian, though. So she wasn't an air, uh, the Minot Air Force Base, actually, but a civilian. So she wasn't in the military. Um, and yeah, I can't find. Oh, wait. She was born Nicole Aaron Thomas. And then she was married in December of 2021 and became Nicole Rice <gasps> and has an adolescent daughter. Wow. This is her second marriage, actually. Um, and also went by Nicole Backen, B-A-K-K-E-N. I don't know why. Um, maybe that was like previous marriage name, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but anyways, authorities haven't put out a whole lot about it because um, they want this to be tried in court instead of public opinion. But she, according to them, were, was never taken off the person of interest list officially. Because um, remember, she was supposedly at her parents' yes. house. Well, apparently it's come out that she possibly was staying there for the weekend, but she was like out at a club or like hanging out with friends and then said she needed to go home to get clothes and come back. So she would have been there. It would have placed her there that night. And only like three people had the key to that place. It was like Anita, her and the maintenance guy and maybe like the landlord lady. And they had cleared everybody else. Um, And it did not look like a robbery at all because nothing was taken. So it was like somebody came in, killed her, and left. Um, so anyway, so apparently she would have been there that night um, late. And then 
probably went back to her parents. But then apparently years later was at like a party somewhere and the murder was mentioned and she drunkenly was like, well, yeah, I did it. And her boyfriend at the time was there. And so he tried to get her to admit it the next morning when she was sober and she just got really mad at him. And so he couldn't get her to like admit it again. But anyways, I don't know at this point exactly what drew them to her besides all of that, but how that eventually now came out. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of details. All I know is she is facing life imprisonment without. (gasps) So that's probably first degree. Yeah. And not that they got in a fight and she accidentally killed her or whatever. Wow. What could she have done? To, I, I mean, I don't know. So I know, I think she was trying to get her out of the apartment and somebody, another person has come forward saying that she says something along the lines of, I'm going to get you out of this apartment one way or the other or, you know, something mm, like that. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So I don't know. Again, not a whole lot of stuff that has been said, but she has been arrested. This is now, I guess, considered, well, somewhat solved until she's actually convicted, I guess. Wow. So hmm. I'll try and update if there's any any other details. That Definitely, come out. we'll follow the case. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Worst so, roommate yeah. ever. That's a show, right? On Netflix. Have you watched it? It is. Oh yeah. Oh wait, I did see that recently. I think I added it to my list. Have you? Watched I've watched it? a couple episodes of it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Some of them. Some of them I started the episodes and was right. like me. Okay. But um, yeah, the first one is on Dorothea Puente. Dude, we may cover that case at some point, but anyway, okay. maybe Nicole will be on there in future seasons. I'd imagine uh, for real. She really for is. real. Good update. Well, anyway, that's all I got for you. So stay tuned for updates, go. right? Yep. Cool. All right. I guess we'll talk to you guys later. See you later. Peace.